Hello everyone and welcome to PA Study Sesh. I'm your host McKenna Morgan and this week we'll be taking a break from the book and discussing my job search journey. All right everybody, welcome back. I presume you looked at today's episode title and thought, wait a second, this isn't cardiopharmacology. Major apologies to those of you taking boards in the very near future. I was doing the research for this and I realized that with the number of diseases that we use all of these drugs for, I think it's going to be better placed to talk about pharmacology toward the end of all of the PA study session material um, because these are just used for a lot and I don't want to miss something when I do these episodes. So my apologies for that. Instead, since we're between chapters, I think I'm going to try and put in a little episode of something a little non-board related, but still relevant to those of you around board time. So this episode today is about my job search journey. And this episode was inspired by a Facebook post. I am a member of the page of the graduating class below me who are graduating in just a few short weeks. Congratulations, class of 2018. And they had posted a spreadsheet about everyone posting what positions and specialties that they're um, getting into so they can all do referrals and all that. And in theory, it all sounded great. But as a person who herself kept track of that information in the months prior to her graduation, I also know how stressful it can be to see everyone else having a job and you not. So I had posted a little comment that said, PSA, don't freak out if you don't have a job prior to graduation. And I was astounded at the response I received. I got a lot of messages of people asking me about my personal job search journey and things that they were struggling with and feedback and all sorts of just, you know, wanting my opinion. And I was so thankful that they felt comfortable talking to me about that. Um, I'm an open book for that. And um, it was also just really eye-opening to me that, yeah, this isn't, you know, you're not alone in feeling that way. And that was something that I definitely felt is it felt like everyone else had multiple job offers. And here I am, I didn't even get an interview for that same position that you now have an offer for. And I just felt very isolated during that process. So I just want to share with you my thoughts, uh, feelings, and just my process of how I went through my job search and um, that whole shebang. So here we go. So I started searching for my job probably in late April, early May, knowing um, I graduate in late August. Uh, so a few months ahead. And I had an interview in, my first interview was in late May. And it went okay. You know, it was just kind of that first interview, awkward, trying to figure it out. You know, you learn a lot from it. Um, I later learned that one of my classmates got that job and, you know, that's, that's all fine and dandy. So, um, you know, it was what it was. I think I had another interview in June, same thing, didn't really pan out. And then there was really nothing. It was just kind of crickets and it was really stressful for me hearing all these other people getting jobs prior to graduation because I thought, well, you know, maybe people just aren't ready to hire, you know, they want people now, now, now. 
you know, position immediately. They don't want to wait till September when I have my license. And it really wasn't. It just, it felt so odd. And um, especially I had, you know, classmates that had multiple offers and turned all of them down. And that was just, it, you know, it was really upsetting. And then and just a couple weeks prior to graduation, and in fact, I had, you know, three interviews, a recruiter, an office manager, and then with the doc, and one of them was actually on my way home from my graduation ceremony. You know, thought was going really, really well. They're like, oh, we like you a lot. When are you coming back from your trip? Because I was going abroad for an entire month, and um, we'll have you come job shadow when you come back from your trip. And... So I did that. I got back the first week of October and then did that and still ended up not getting the position. And of course, that just kind of threw me through a loop. You know, I was so excited, like, oh, I think I got a job, like my day of graduation. I went on this vacation. It felt so good. It's like my last little hurrah before starting my job. And then you feel like you're starting back at square one because, of course, I wasn't looking for jobs while I was on vacation. I thought I was squared away. That was wrong. So that was upsetting. Um, they were using a recruiter, so I had another interview with that office, and the particular place they sent me to just did not have the right vibe. Anyway, and it was just really quiet all throughout November and the second half of October. And that was incredibly hard to deal with. I'm going to say I cried a lot more than I care to admit on a podcast that is available worldwide. You just kind of wondered, like, what was, what's wrong with me? Is it, you know, what's on my application that is so, like, don't get me in the door? Because what my cover letter said was all things that were true about me. And the people that I had read it said, oh, this sounds good. You know, and I will never, ever know what it was. Because I did get interviews some places, so more on that later. But just to say, that was a really, really hard time. And then December rolled around, a few more interviews showed up, which was great. And then, again, just like not quite panning out. Oh, we don't really want a new grad, you know, whatever the case may be. And... There was so much pressure from everybody at this point saying, well, McKenna, why don't you just not not apply for surgical specialties? And um, I'll elaborate more on why I didn't do this, but it just it just was so much like, okay, guys, you know, why do you get to do what specialty you want to do when I have to compromise? And it was so very, very frustrating, and I just felt defeated. And then one of my neighbors goes, hey, you're still looking for a job? And I was like, yeah still looking for a job. And he goes, I think one of the doctors that operates at my hospital might be hiring a PA soon. Like, let me ask him. That was the start of where I got my job. I still went through the interview process with this doctor and didn't get the position with him. But he did the thing that I never thought anybody would ever do through this entire interview process and he, he told me and I, it's a good thing he couldn't see my face and if he ever hears this podcast he's going to give me so much lip for it because I still see this guy and I'm friends with him to this day. Um, he said if you don't have a job in a week he said give me a call 
And I just in my head laughed and I was like, if I haven't gotten a job in the last four months, you think I'm going to get a job in the next week? So he, I naturally gave him a call the next week and he's like, I know a guy, he runs this company, he's a really good guy. I think, you know, I'll put in a great word for you. And that's how I got the interview with the job that I'm currently with now. Unfortunately for you guys, it's kind of an unreproducible outcome. My neighbor knew a doc who then knew the owner of this company. He's a CSA. So kind of weird, but it all turned out in the end. And that's what I'm going to say about 500 times throughout this episode. But what I really want to kind of elaborate on is, so I got this job in mid-December, mid to late December, and then I had to wait five more months. And people question that a lot too. So then of course the question was, is do you take this job and you wait five months? And I would never take it back again in my life. Yeah, I waited three and a half-ish months. I don't really count the month of September because I was going to take that month off anyway. And um, so, you know, I waited three months and then waited five more months to start working as a PA. That was 100% worth it. It all worked out in the end. I did end up actually interviewing for another position right after I had accepted this job just to kind of test the waters and still was like, nope, I belong at this job that I have this contract at. I, you know, want to keep it and this is going to be, this is where I belong. I really, really felt it. So just a few thoughts of, you know, what led me to these decisions? What are some things that I think are really important to keep in mind when you're going through this job hunt. Number one, it's gonna be okay. I'm gonna repeat that a million times. It's gonna be okay. Uh, Number two, know what your values are. Do some soul searching and really know what you want. For me, for example, some things that were really important for me. I really wanted someone that was willing to teach me. Obviously, as a new grad, you really feel like you don't have a clue what you're doing, and that's going to last for a little while. So that was a big priority for me. It was also a priority for me to have good work-life balance, and not necessarily in my hours because, you know, it's just me and the animals, so, you know, I can work lots of hours, but I want to be able to leave work at work. That's important. I don't want to bring home 30 charts at the end of the day. That's important to me. Other things are is I just want to go into work and I want to feel happy and welcome and, you know, everyone is happy that I am there. Big priority for me. A couple other things is I was very much okay not being the top dog. I want, you know, people to like, well, I can be like, oh, we like McKenna. But, like, it's not the biggest deal that, like, you know, I'm so showy and pushy. and like, I'm in the background. Like, that's, you know, that's me McKenna being there. Um, So I want to be, you know, well-liked. But I don't necessarily have to be that top, best, showy person. And obviously with my job, that makes a lot of sense because I'm a very behind-the-scenes person. But the people who know me, in the end, once I actually really get comfortable at what I'm doing, know and enjoy my character. So, so those are some of the big things too. Also, I really like to teach. With my job, 
I don't really get to teach, but it has afforded me the ability to be able to teach here. Had my credentialing gap not happened, this podcast wouldn't exist. And isn't that a crazy thought to see? think? Like, there are so many things that I would not have gotten to experience if I wouldn't have taken eight months off. I got to go home for Christmas without having to worry about PTO. I got to have a white Christmas that way. That was pretty awesome. I ended up working at Ikea for a couple of months. Um, We'll talk about student loans in just a second, but I got to learn a little bit more about Ikea as a company, which kind of blew me out of the water. And I got to say that I did and furnish my house with hashtag discounts. I ended up in a house that is way better than the house I probably would have bought if I started working earlier. Um, I got to go on some trips and do some really spontaneous things because I wasn't working. Um, And I got to have a job that I would never in a million years have thought that I would have gotten as a new grad. All because I stuck to my guns and didn't compromise on my values. People were definitely pressuring me to say, why don't you just go to apply to family med or go get a psych job like there's a million and a half of those or go work in, you know, a rural city like you're a young female, like you just go move for a couple of years. And I didn't want any of those things for myself. I'm a homebody. I need to be around people. I'm not a person that can, well, I could. I'm not a person that would willingly choose to move to a new city. I think that would be really a struggle for me. So by sticking to those things and saying, no, I, I really want to stick with surgery. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a surgery job. I ended up finding a job that is only surgery, and I absolutely love it. You know, I, like I said, I never thought I'd get this job as a new grad. I thought it'd be something that would be several years out, you know, all just because I went through some pain and stuck to what my major values are. Um, now, going on with those values, if your value is you're like, yeah, I really just want to, you know, pay off my loans like nobody's business and I'm okay working 50 million hours and living in the middle of nowhere, then yeah, go do National Health Service Corps and work two years in the middle of nowhere and do it. That wasn't for me. I wanted procedure-based. I wanted to stay in a town with people I knew and that was that. So I didn't. While we're on the subject of money, I also am going to recommend not letting money be the front seat at first. And you're going to be like, well, McKenna, we have several hundred thousands of student loans. Especially I know if you are a graduate of my program, yours probably 200K. And I will say that I have a little bit less than that. But And those of you at other programs are like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. But if your value in life is that you just want to make a, I'm not allowed to put expletives because of my iTunes reading, but F ton of money in your life 
and that's your priority and that's always been your goal, then do it. But if you're anxious about the student loans and that's what's driving you to take a certain job or to go do um, public student loan forgiveness or, you know, or only apply to those types of jobs, I'm going to caution you and just say, keep your options open. Money definitely is important, but if you're taking a position because you're anxious about money versus the actual environment or whatever your particular value is, I'm just going to caution you. I just don't want you to, I'd hate for you to get into a position that, yeah, you make a lot of money, but it's because you're working crazy hours and that's just not you. Or, um, you know, maybe there's a reason they pay that much money or, you know, you're limiting yourself to public service loan jobs and it's taking you longer to find a job. But if you would have gotten a private practice job, maybe it would have paid more. You know, there's all sorts of thoughts there. So um, I really would say stick to your values if you're a person that's just anxious about the finances and then obviously you know, negotiate and the finances will come there and that does make a difference. But just don't make that a limiting factor when you're starting your search. Because as I said, it will all work out. I took several months off. I had a huge health workup, which I ended up actually having to borrow some money from my parents for and I'm paying them back. But I'm still able to pay my student loans I am still able to invest in an IRA and live quite comfortably. And I bought a house. You know, if that's not just like saying it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. So, so those are the big things. Stick to your values. It's going to be okay. One thing too is if you're torn between specialties, you're just unsure. I mean, this is your first probably big job for a lot of you. I know second career PAs are pretty common, but you know, a lot of people are just uncertain of even what specialty they want to go into or, you know, is this the right fit? Am I making the right decision? The beautiful thing is, is it's not set in stone. I know that we're planners and we just like to map out our life because we're for the most part, a type people. But the fact of the matter is, is how many of you actually, you know, how many, PAs actually stay in their first job for a substantial amount of time. Yeah, I don't know the data, but I don't think it's as many as we think. I absolutely love my job. I could not ever imagine leaving, but I still cannot predict the future. There's nothing saying that I won't get married in five years and then his job gets us transferred, you know, a year after that. So... Um, I have classmates that have already switched positions for various reasons and several of them and we're not even a year past graduation. So if you're torn and you're just like, I just don't know if this is the right specialty, but the office seems okay. If it's fitting your values and you're just a little nervous, just dive in. Like I said, it's gonna be okay. If you're getting good vibes from it, trust it and go with it. Worst case scenario is you start this process over again and you go through it, but you've already done it once. So you've already, you've been through it and you've experienced it and you have experience. So hopefully you have that over that new grad hurdle too, which I know is, is definitely an issue. Another thing too, trust your gut. 
I alluded to this earlier. I went in an interview and I just, I knew the vibe of the office wasn't for me. I'm a very laid back person and I just didn't feel like that office was the laid back kind of office. And I walked out and I was like, yeah, I really don't expect or want an offer from this place. So if you're getting that kind of vibe or if you just were like, yeah, everything sounds good, but you just have a weird feeling, I just say trust it. I mean, I, I want you to go to your first day of job, first day of your job and have nervous first day jitters, but not have this like looming dread of something feels so wrong, you know? So that's just my two cents um, having gone through this. For those of you who um, have found yourself a job prior to graduation, if you are in a purely inpatient setting, you may find that you have a credentialing period at which you're not able to actually work. That was where my five months came from. It's typically a bit shorter. Um, around here, it was three to four-ish months once we got our state license. Enjoy it. Again, it's one of those things like, yeah, you can go get a part-time job. I mean, like I said, I worked at Ikea because, one, I was bored. Uh, the podcast only occupied so much time. I needed something to do. I needed to get out of the house. That was the motivator because just above minimum wage wasn't really the motivator. <laughs> but enjoy your time. Like I said, I got a lot of great things from being off for several months. I had a big um, health workup. I got to do some traveling, visit some great people. I got to do a lot of learning about myself. I listened to a ton of podcasts. I just got to do a bunch of different things. So it's one of those things where it may not be how you planned, but it turned out maybe even better than you ever thought it would be. So one of my favorite quotes that I think sums this up absolutely perfectly is by Douglas Adams. And he says, I may not have gone where I intended to go, but I think I have ended up where I needed to be. And I think that sums up things so well. Um, maybe I'll do an episode once about my PA application journey because, man, was that an adventure as well. And I have nearly forgotten about it until this moment. But, you know, I thought it was all going to be great. I'd have a job before graduation. And it was totally not what I expected. But yet... I was given some things that I never thought I would get, and I am so incredibly happy where I ended up at. And as I mentioned, it was painful going through it, but I survived. I am doing a-okay, and I'm in a place that I just, I never thought I would have this job. I feel so spoiled. And I love every single moment of it. So um, anyway, I think that's enough rambling for today. I will do some takeaway points because I think I kind of jumped back and forth of them. Number one, know your top values when you're looking for a job. What is it that you want to see yourself in? You know, for me, it's being able to leave work at work. It's being able to um, 
it's being able to do procedures. It's being in an environment in which I love walking into every day. Might as well throw in that wearing scrubs every day might be the greatest thing ever. So that's takeaway number one. What are your values? What are your priorities? When you're going through interviews, that will end up being great things for them to ask you questions about as well as for you to ask them about. Number two is unless money is a major fundamental value for you, let it take a back burner for just a hot second. Don't let it be in the forefront until later. It's important and it will go into make, factoring your decision, but let your values take priority over your anxiety about your student loans, okay? Number three, remember that whatever happens, this is probably an opportunity for you that you'll never get again. For me, nine months off is nothing in the scheme of my career. I am very young, I have a lot of working years, and I am not gonna care that I didn't work for nine months right after graduating PA school. I'm gonna enjoy the fact that I took several months off. It's great. Um, it's a small piece of your life. It's you know gonna be a blink of an eye in the scheme of things. So it's not the end of the world. Number four, don't feel alone in this process. It may feel like everyone is getting a job and you're not. That's what social media is all about. We celebrate, oh, hey, I got my first big girl job. You know, it's all, we're all sunshines and roses and, you know, pretty things. You're not alone. We just don't tend to share that we don't have a job yet until we're one-on-one -on -one and who's really going to like bring that up? So uh, don't feel that you're alone. Uh, just a little bit of details about my class. We had some that did have jobs prior to graduation. Uh, they may have started just a couple weeks after graduation. Some of them had to wait for credentialing until November or December. Um, we have some that got married and traveled and then found a job. Um, I think I have one or two that are just barely starting a residency. They took time off. Another person that did a ton of traveling and she started about the same time I did by choice. So everyone is different. So the major takeaway is you're not alone. There is not a standard that you have to have a job prior to graduation and you're going to start the instant your state license gets approved. Just yeah, as, as a life tip, it's just those standards just, just don't, don't feel like they're, they're what needs to be your path. So because um, there are so many people that aren't following that path and you just don't know. And so just remind yourself that that is not the way that you have to be or that everyone else is being anyway. And of course, takeaway point number five, if I haven't said it already enough, it's going to be okay. I can't say it enough. If you need to put this on repeat, you are going to be okay. You will find a job. You will pay off your student loans. You will be financially secure. You can find the job that is right for you. Okay? If you need a pep talk, if you have any questions about anything I've said, if you want me to elaborate on any of the details I've said, 
I really am open. I want to eliminate the taboo about talking about things that aren't bright and cheery. And I'm here for you guys. And I just, I, I felt like this episode was needed given the amount of response I got from one PA class, let alone how many other PA students probably go through this feeling every year as well. So if you need anything, I can try and be a good cheerleader or just give you some logic or just tell you how much I just, <laughs> you know, I believe it's going to be okay. And I can give you a million reasons why. My email is pastudysesh at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, PA Study Sesh there. Um, I'm going to type all this out as well on my website, pastudysesh.blueberry.net. I think I'm going to put this on a different page there of all things that are outside of boards, uh, just for quicker reference for you guys. I'd like to thank Lee Rosevere for the use of his song Curiosity as the intro and outro portions of this podcast. Um, again, please rate and review us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast. I'd appreciate it if you would share this with your friends. This episode in particular, it can be a subtle share to your friend that's having a little bit of a rough time. The hubby that's like, oh, hey, we need you to have a job so that we can, you know, get back to living like we did before you started school. No pressure. You're like, no, it's going to be okay. Let's take this opportunity to make sure we find the right fit. So again, this podcast is for you guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed this format of this episode. I know it was a little bit weird and a little bit personal and um, anyway, I appreciate your feedback, pastudysesh at gmail.com. And um, next week, we'll be switching chapters, and I am going to switch to GI. So, um, like I said, trust your gut as you're searching through those jobs, and then we'll be talking about the gut next week. All right, have a good one, guys.